This episode sponsored by Capado. Capado is the first Salesforce delivery management solution and the number one native DevOps platform for Salesforce. Capado makes the jobs of Salesforce admins and developers fun and easy, even in the largest, most complex works. Plan and collaborate on work, then track your changes right on the user story with an admin-friendly Git interface. Automate developments and testing, and track metrics so that you can target improvements. Capado DevOps 360 brings advanced analytics such as value stream mapping, executive summaries, and rich interactive dashboards. These insights help you find inefficiencies and delight your users by delivering innovation faster than ever. Take the pain out of the Salesforce development process and make Salesforce development fun again with Capado. Everybody, this is Xi Xiao. This is yet another new episode of Salesforce Web Podcast. Today, I'm sitting with a new guest with me. His name is Abhinav Gupta. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good and good. We're both locking down in our cities, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting times, man. Yeah. So, Abhinav, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello everyone. I'm Abhinav Gupta. I'm from India, and、uh, I'm originally a Java J2E guy. Java was my first love, and、uh, worked on it for four five years, and then working on Salesforce platform for roughly above a decade since two thousand nine. I'm a Salesforce MVP first run from India for last eight years. Now in Hall of Fame, and I'm also having my own consulting firm called Concrete U Apps based out in India. Thank you. Hmm, that's cool. I see you have a lot of experience, and、uh, even you are the advisor for the virtual dreaming. Yeah. Once, am I right? That's an interesting event. That's a really interesting one, and it's having the really perfect timing now, right? It's coming in May. I know. Right, right. You know, it's very interesting because initially we were thinking that we will do virtual dreaming as a first virtual event in Salesforce. And that time there was no Corona or COVID nineteen, and、yeah. then suddenly everything started getting virtual. So we <laughs> it felt so strange,、yeah. and I mean amused by it. Like what is going on? Yeah, it's like like you win the the lottery, and everybody now really go to the virtual room in there. Yeah, right. So it's in May, right? Some of our listeners didn't really know it. Then please check the virtual room and page. I'll put down to our. Show notes of this episode for you to check. It's free to for everybody. You go there online, twenty four seven. Yeah, we're trying to running twenty four hours so that we overlap at least all the time zones in the world, and、That's、nobody、cool. is left out. Wow, we are really looking forward to that. Thank you. Yeah, so Abin, I understand that you run the company with like more than fifty、uh, employees, and you need to see the big picture about the Salesforce world. What's what's happening? What's the mega trend? And one、mm-hmm. of the things you have been thinking a lot is still this low code, no code, or more code. These kind of combinations, right? So, right. and you wanted to talk about this topic, right? Totally. Yeah, that's very interesting and close to heart. Yeah. Because I'm a developer, you are the developer originally, right? So we love write code, 
And uh, in the past, I talked with one of my guests, is a Fabris, and he is also in favor of like a low code. We always start with the process builder, flow the declarer tools before jump right away into writing code. And uh, what is your takings here on this point? Sure, sure. By the way, I can still code despite being a CEO. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, on that note, uh, see, we have to see the history of the platform, why it became popular originally. So I was coming from a Java background, and I think you have a diverse background also. You worked in Node.js and other stuff. Yeah, I was a little bit from Microsoft as well. Okay. So I think then we both can relate to a typical cycle. Like even if we forget about process builder and flows, what's the release cycle? You develop, let's say, a database table for developing a feature. You deploy it in a database server. You write a code. You deploy it in its own server. Then you have to make sure that it got correctly deployed. The patches are available. It scales up and high. The typical cloud things which are not mostly there with the classic languages. So Salesforce was a leader there because it came up with cloud computing. It was easy. You just write code in browser. You don't have to worry about my database connection file, how the database server will scale, how the web server will scale, and all those I mean headaches which we have gone through right? with anything. So that was a thing which they called sort of as a no software thing. No software was also related to series and disks also, or floppies, in which softwares are shipped. Now software is in the browser. So that made the platform successful because like in Java, I don't have to spend months to go live. I can go live in Salesforce with new features and solutions within weeks or sometimes within days also. So what I truly feel is that speed is uh, the beauty of this platform. You can deliver solutions at a rocket fast speed and go live really fast. And that's, I think, what all customers want. They are highly competitive. They want to outspace the competition, release, mm. I mean, whatever thing is, it's for sales, IT, or any department, service department. They want things to go live soon. Mm. I think nowadays, these kind of cloud service and the speed DevOps, that's already like a hot keywords in the market. But back in 21 years ago, when Salesforce was founded, that's really a new thing. Nobody really even trusts that could be done, right? Right, right. I mean, yeah, that's uh, the time they're really innovating it. And I think I was even having a discussion with somebody that now people have Lambda functions. But Apex was sort of one of the original Lambda functions, which is actually invoked dynamically. It's not always live on your server. Mm, that's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, and even Salesforce never marketed like that, that it's an original serverless thing. Mm, indeed, indeed. But uh, for a developer, because I spend a lot of time writing code, it's really hard for me to really to see the big picture, even when people say that, okay, you should pay attention to the other side. But I don't have the skill. Most of the time, the project is in the restricted time frames. So I tend to really write code as much as possible. It's easier for me to control. But of course, I understand the company needs to pay a developer more than an admin or a business consultant. 
Right, right. See, uh, that's a typical thing. Even in my company, people at times say that, oh, why should I write a flow or process builder? I can easily write a trigger for this. Or I can do it in code very quickly. But the general mindset which I'm seeing is uh, process builder in general is very flexible. Code in most of the cases becomes liability over the time, especially if it is not written in a proper way. And then if you don't have a lot of developers, which is always a shortage in Salesforce ecosystem, then if you have something like process builder or flow, which looks like a flow chart, you can easily drag drop things, you can click, and there is a human readable thing that you can okay understand, yeah, it is doing something of that sort, it is loading a record, it's updating something. So that opens up the communication channel between the business user, admin, and the developer. And that's, I think, where the platform is heading now. If, if you see the last few releases, there's more and more coming into process builder and flows, and they are becoming very powerful. Could you give some examples? Yeah, I mean, for me, the big thing is uh, flow is now getting close to what Trigger can do. Flow is having its own app exchange kind of marketplace. Same is for, I mean, process builder. So it started, I think, with the different things like lightning components in past which have their own marketplace so that people will get a freedom from code they can get a pre-built component and again if you see it's a low code kind of platform to boost up the i mean you can say integration between a business user and a developer or an admin and a developer so they started with lightning components now there is a marketplace for flow components so what i think platform is hinting you is okay you are a good developer or you have a solution you list it out on marketplace as a reusable piece in which uh, if we think from a developer's mindset developer always thinks yeah what are the design patterns how i can reuse my code so now it's a mm -hmm. feature or i will say solution reusability or something more abstract, which is in form of lightning component uh, flow, which then any admin can reuse. So when you say marketplace, you mean the app exchange marketplace. Yeah. I didn't know there's a flow region in the marketplace. You can download, it's like a paid service or is it? You can list out uh, your flow related solutions out there and then admins can basically go and download them into their org. Ah, can I also put a, a price tag there as well, if I want? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this free is always an option and you can, I mean, uh, that's the original idea with Lightning Components, I think, what, four years or three years back when they actually had a component marketplace. Okay. I didn't know that. I always go there to check. It's more like this manager package. That's mainly that I know. Okay. Yeah. So while I'm talking, I'm on App Exchange now. So if you go to a tab called Solutions by Type, they have apps, Bold Solutions, Flow Solutions, Lightning Data Solutions, and Components. Components is Lightning Components. Ah, okay. I I'll put that uh, link to our show notes just for people who don't know, just like me. <laughs> I, I never really check that details. Right. Hmm. But. Uh, Speaking of the new features, I paid a bit of attention recently to the new releases. I know that like Wizard Process Builder start to really can you can write the SQL queries in the either Flow Process Builder, one of them. So in the past, you can't really do the SQL queries as dynamic as 
you know, what you do in the circle. But now you can really invoke the circle qu queries there. And I also know there's another feature which is called before trigger in the flow. Something yeah, like that, right? that, that is the beauty. It's even more efficient, more efficient yeah. than the trigger. Yeah, I don't remember, but I think there is a blog where they compared the performance of uh, Flow yeah. with, uh, and there's a Bob Buzzard blog also, which did a further comparison. Mm. So it's getting interesting. Mm. Yeah. So it really means the Flow process builder and maybe some other declarative tools are really getting more attention and that Salesforce internal teams uh, improve the efficiencies of those tools, right? Right. But um, I also see there's another like a mega trend in Salesforce is that it has this customer 360 platform and it has so many more clouds uh, announced, like uh, the industry cloud, which right. is the manufacturing industry cloud. Right. And yeah, we have the CPQ cloud and, uh, and also Velocity was acquired recently by Microsoft. Oh, by Microsoft. Right? <laughs> Microsoft, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it seems to me there are more of these kind of clouds that really specialize things in the industry. Right. What's your opinion on this point? Right. I think uh, it's going both ways. So previously there were ISVs like Velocity, Viva, who have very optimized industry-specific solutions. And now with the widespread of Salesforce, especially if I talk about India, uh, it's very pleasing to see that there are many brands which we use like Redbus and others, which are now using Salesforce for their service and different things. So what I think Salesforce seeing is a need is uh, to have a ready-made template for various industries, which uh, can be extended like uh, the Salesforce platform as well. So this is, I think, a right step and right direction to go. But from a technical guy's perspective, that's a challenge as well. With every new cloud, there is a new certification and then there is a new depth of knowledge as well, which comes with the industry. Mm. So mm. let's see. In Finland, there are a couple of big brands uh, as a manufacturing companies. <laughs> if they start to use the Salesforce now, I would assume they will definitely check this manufacturing cloud to see what kind of out-of-box features they can get. So, because I know for those big enterprise companies, they pay millions per year just to maintain the Salesforce solutions. Right. So, if they can save those time, they spend it to the developers for the customized uh, solutions. Why? Why would they? You know, the one switch to the out-of-box features. Th that's true. And I think in, that's what industry is looking for, as we we're talking before, that they have less time. Money is not the biggest commodity. Time is the biggest commodity which they are trying to save now. So that's where I think Salesforce is heading in all ways, this flow process builder and industry-specific solutions. Mm. So that means in the future, Salesforce developers, we may have more narrowed, specialized developers I would say I'm a front-end developer who is specialized in JavaScript, you know, Lightning Web component. And then we have a back-end, which is CPQ-related, which is like manufacturing-related. So right. maybe that's the trend. Yeah, you know, that's a very good point because uh, I was having a recent uh, conversation in a meetup as well that uh, now you can be at the breadth of Salesforce services and solutions, but you can't be expert. 
like if i talk about cpq itself that's a huge area of its own like financial services cloud it's a different world of its own and same goes for field service lightning it's having its own depth and learnings and industry knowledge product knowledge so rather than a person chasing everything i would say depending on the country you are and the company you are in the market you should try to focus on a expert play in one area at least like okay i am seeing a lot of financial services movement in my country or my market so i will be a financial services expert that i think is a, a vertical direction we should take in salesforce now it's not just the platform anymore it's sales and service cloud is this the suggestions that you give to your employees in your company i know you have a lot of developers as well right what we are trying to do is split the team of 50 into small small teams like one team is taking care of mule soft related stuff they are focusing on integration only and they don't need to worry about cpq and anything then cpq is more of an admin or config heavy kind of tool it's not very much into coding so we have analysts and admins so we told them that uh, if you are getting cpq related work keep focus on cpq as a product only and be an expert there and same is for fsl and other things also okay that sounds like a really good strategy mm. for the developers i see there's another uh, big news with the evergreen platform so what's what's your ideas about the evergreen yeah i think evergreen and lightning web components uh, they are a very very good and positive move and the reason i'm saying is i'm running a company so acquiring new salesforce talent is very tough so if uh, we hire a javascript guy and he see lightning web components it's something familiar to what he might be doing outside of salesforce world in its in his own javascript arena so that's a familiarity uh, and comfort level which he gets immediately after joining the company and working on any salesforce projects and same is going to happen with evergreen right now we hire a lot of java and dotnet guys we train them into salesforce so there is a 2 3 months of training cycle then they have to be gradually ramped up but if there is an evergreen and they can be slightly more productive instead of learning apex they can just write in node.js or whatever it supports that will definitely help okay so evergreen is definitely one of the things i really look forward and a lot of my salesforce friends they are kind of like uh, stretching their knowledge to javascript to the aws the heroku you know all those cloud services so they kind of prepare themselves in advance at the moment so that's also something i'd like to do in the future right there's a big challenge in still i talked a lot with people but nobody really gave me a perfect answer is we love low code but how to keep the balance that's a really tough thing for example i know people who are creating managed packages they really spend a lot of focus on if we put the process builder into the managed package what are the efficiencies do we get some the bottleneck issues there on the performance or not so they spend a lot of time analyze that i think it applies to the same enterprise developers for a single customer i see a lot of customers that switching back and forth you know because of the cpu limits they can't afford to use the declarative tools to spend too much time on the cpu mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that's always a challenge for me to understand. So what's your opinion on this? Yeah, that's always tricky. But uh, if you just generally talk about this low code and thing, what I'm telling my developers is, uh, uh, I think eventually after two, three or four years of development, you will either be uh, moving towards an architect route or you will be a project manager or a client uh, team lead kind of person who is talking to customer and again, not as an architect, but at least gathering requirements, suggesting things. So the thing is, uh, I think the Salesforce admin certification, I will go back to total basic in the first thing, is a foundation stone, which many people ignore. And uh, what we have done in our company is we tell everyone that don't go for dev one first, but first at least understand how and what platform has ad- as an admin. And uh, if you see any developer who knows coding, he will always be excited to learn about the coding parts of the platform. But whenever you tell them to do the config part, they will find it boring. And no, it's easy. It's not that uh, fun. But if you see the involvement of that person after one or two or three years, when he knows the admin part, his confidence level when he's talking to customers is really high. He says, no, no, no. On this lead, there's a lead assignment rule which you can use. For duplication, there is a dedupe rule already in place. So that thing on what platform already has, on top of what I really have to code, that really have to code situation, if the person starts knowing, then he is graduating towards the architect path because that's where a good architect or a leader will make a decision. Hmm. I still think I'm a immature uh, developer in Salesforce ecosystem. And when I work in a project with an architect, they always give me suggestions, uh, like different options, rather than you start by the batch, you start writing the apex, everything here. So that's the learning point I'm having, you know, to gain more experience by time. Because I can't do eight hours a day to learn the declarative tools. I'm more on the other side. Mm-hmm. But I try as much as possible. And getting the certificates definitely will help you. Uh, I talked with the architects. Right. This is one of the advices they gave me. Okay. Do you think for the developers, what else do we still need to consider? Right. I think in general, if we come to a developer side and in platform, I will say everybody should be a consultant also. So if you think of what customer wants to see, like many times it happens that some client gave you a requirement and what people do is they just put a dump of the object fields on the screen. So Hmm. that is where I say that you think like a consultant because you have to think like this business user, what he is really trying to do with that screen, how much time in a day he will spend on that screen. Like if you go to sometimes uh, in a store, grocery store or uh, any computer IT department, people are typing like crazy. They don't have time to click here and there. So what is the way they are approaching your solution? Not as a developer, but as an end user. So if we start developing that mindset, so that will make your solution more functional. Config aside, code aside, whatever you use. That's a very good point. I recently created a Lightning Web component for one of my customers. It's a really simple one. Basically what it does is on the account record page, you can check the related user. So 
this personal account, it has associated user. So you don't need to click to the user record page. You just own the account, you can see the user. That's it, as simple as that. But it's a huge benefit to the users who are using the page. They don't need to jump into it. So technically, it's a simple solution, but it gain a lot of benefit from business point of view. Yeah, the usability and the value add for the end user. Hmm. And again, what I feel is like there's a lot of good things happening around with Gmail, if, especially if you use an iPhone. I'm giving yeah. a very weird example, but I usually love the way they play with colors like Gmail. They have a very sharp red button or blue button at times or some small plus button at the right bottom that you know that, okay, you have to hit that to compose. There is a prominent color here and there. In all iOS apps, they are doing a gorgeous work with how you should perceive the data. So that's, I think, my live tutorial everywhere, which I try to inspire from. Thanks a lot, Abhinav. I think that's all I wanted to ask you today. I don't know, before we close the session, do you still have something else you want to talk about? Uh, no, all good. It's really good catching up. And those who are uh, still juggling whether being a developer or how much low-code, no-code, I would say be a good consultant, be a business user-friendly person, your client will love you and probably your company will love you a lot. Thanks a lot and talk to you next time. For sure. Thanks a lot for your time.